sitting around today watching all of the Indiana Joneses because the new one came out, and I guess they're showing a, a marathon on cable. Mm-hmm. Maybe I changed my mind about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That one. Oh, I, really? I, yeah. I thought it was terrible, and then I watched that scene with the with the refrigerator again, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and then I got through the whole movie, and I went, you know what? It's not half bad because I watched the first three, and they all are in the same vein they all feel the same everything he does is so it's almost like fast and the furious where he's never in danger he he falls off of a mountain in the i didn't even realize they jumped out of an airplane in raiders of the lost ark and they opened up a uh a raft a blow-up raft and he lands it or or was it on the side of a mountain yeah Yeah, on the side of a mountain yeah Yeah. (laughs) which actually (laughs) temple of doom takes place before the first film it's actually a prequel did you know Is that? It? Yeah. No. If you look at the if you look at the dates, it's actually a fucking prequel to the first film. It that takes place before that first film. No wonder they brought Marianne back, Marion, whatever her face was, uh, Kate mm-hmm. Allen back in the fourth, fifth one, fourth one in Crystal Skull, and he loved her more because the other chick was gave him so many issues in mm-hmm. in Te- Temple of Doom that, but. After watching it, I was a and I'm a okay with it ending. There was no reason for them to do another one. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see it probably this week. But there is no reason for them to do another. Uh, there's always a good reason to just punch Nazis in the face, especially but- <laughs> these days. You know, fuck it, why not? Right? Yeah, but but it, it's less about also the plot. money. Yeah, no, yeah. there's tons of money, and it made tons of money. But um, I, I, honestly, it was a really good ending. You could, I would have been okay. I didn't realize. In Crystal Skull, the FBI calls him a communist, makes him lose his job as a professor, makes him have to go and find this stupid skull because the Russians, the KGB are in a diner waiting for him to come out while he talks to Shia LaBeouf. I mean, I, I have, I, I was, I'm like, this is absurd. And the more I watched it, though, I was like, and it's very entertaining. And I enjoyed it. I'm all, I'm, I'm okay with the four of them. I am still trying to figure out if there needs to be a fifth, like did there need to be a third major league or, you know, things like that. Did that really need to be a thing? Um, so we'll have to see. I'll check that out this week. For what it's worth, even the people that were in the third major league don't think it's actually a major league movie. No, <laughs> I agree. It was not. And there was nothing in that major league movie that, that should have been anything except I, I, I think Scott Bakula was in that movie. So he, he was. So here's yeah. another fun thing for you, Josh. Yeah. Rewatch the first one. And uh, if you take him out of the equation, he didn't. He he literally makes no. If you take him out of the equation, that film everything still happens the way it needs to happen. The Nazis still get a hold of the case. They still melt their faces off. Right. And the U.S. government gets a hold of of the of that chest. He That's did, true. He makes no fucking like nothing. It's he true. Doesn't it's even every time you think it. he and that I think it's every movie. Every time you think he's got what he needs, the artifact that he gets away, they catch him like 30 mm-hmm. seconds later. And then the same shit happens no matter what. Maybe Temple of Doom, yeah, he had to, you know, he got possessed and, you know, did the Kali Ma thing and everything. But yes, Raiders of the Lost Ark, they eventually opened it and did the ceremony anyway, and they mm-hmm. all would have died anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a really good point. But yeah, the I didn't realize the second one was that the the uh, Temple of Doom was actually a prequel to the first one. Uh, a lot of people didn't. Uh, I I didn't line up the times. I guess until recently, somebody pointed it out. I'm like, fuck, that makes sense. Well, that and then I also read an interview they said with Spielberg, and he was like, I just didn't feel like he's like none of that was like my heart in that movie. And I agree, it was a very dark and like he punches short round and like all the kids are getting abused. 
mm-hmm. and all sorts of crazy stuff is going on. And I'm like, this movie is is not PG, first of all, even though it is. Because when we were young, right in the 80s, it was either PG or R. There was no in-between. Right. So it was either okay or it wasn't. <laughs> well, that's hey. what happens when I don't watch any wrestling for over a week. I did nothing wrestling related since last, since uh, uh, Bow Down. Nothing. Hey, brothers, did you fight forever? I, I've been playing a shitload of fight forever. Yeah, I finally did the uh, the story mode. I finished it last night. How long did that take? I've been fighting oh, four forever, hours? too. It's only four hours. It's not even that. There's 20. I think I played 26 matches um, because my record was 20 and six. And that's because you get to start being able to pick if you want to wrestle on dark uh, or rampage and on top of dynamite during the story modes. Also, you have to take into account with this career mode. There's different paths. There is because I uh, I didn't get like the only thing I didn't. uh, I faced big show and I I was trying to get them counted out and i actually got us both counted out so i lost the match uh so i didn't unlock big show so yeah i gotta do it again because I, I need to unlock Brody lee so oh That's he's a, in the game wait he's have, in it you have to i think you have to just mm-hmm. keep losing until you get recruited by the dark order if i recall correctly yeah you have to lose That's like every single too. match and, and then it'll pop up yeah it's like the second Is story. The only way to get him yep yeah oh I, yeah I he pops up well he pops up and then you uh you do the story and then you unlock him and then you have to go uh use your money to pay to unlock him out of the store so well i have have damn near the entire store unlocked right now (laughs) so i'm really hoping there's more to unlock Uh, right now there isn't according to kenny omega they're waiting to uh get more but shout out to my buddy uh specter enterprises he's the one who um got me the game and uh I honestly, I think the gameplay is awesome. I just wish there was more to do. It feels like almost like a mobile game. There's just yeah. not enough. Yeah, yeah. there's just I, there's 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 more match types than I expected. They're missing like cage matches, but they the fact that they did the barbed wire match isn't and, that weird? No that cage match. First, I, I, yeah, no cage match. But you know what else is weird is they didn't they don't have handicap. But there's actually a fucking handicap match in the story mode. It's not a handicap. It's like a, you do like a gauntlet. No, I had no. I had a handicap match. It was two guys against me. It was Rusev and uh, um, who? Uh, on, <laughs> Miro, you know, Miro, Miro and Andrade, Miro and Miro and Andrade against me, uh, oh. and that was the uh, final match of my like story mode. Yeah. It was a, is it a good recap. ending? Is it like worth it? You're finished and you're like, I got, oh, that was I, satisfying. Got a, I, I use Pentagon for my first one. I'm not satisfied because, okay, so you can't increase if you use an AEW wrestler and don't make your own, you can't increase their stuff. But if you're stuck with whatever like signature and finisher they have, you can't add additional, but there's like eight fucking slots. Yeah, so I saw that. I did notice that. Add it even if you like, okay, so if you're not in there, and you go to do it in like just regular like outside of career mode you can't yeah. do it there either it says you all oh, you have to have this special skill and and but the only way to do that is if you're in the fucking career mode and in career mode it doesn't let you do that because that wrestler's already locked to but what career mode is not is career mode road to the elite is that the same yeah. thing yeah okay yeah. all right yeah I'm, so, I'm not a huge i'm not a huge fan of that yet and I, I think they need there's a few things they need that i have complaints and also the size of the roster is not as good as I would have. I, I thought it was going to be so much bigger. Right. Like the, There's you, 60 uh, people in that's, it. That's it not matter. even close. It's, that's it's, not it even close. Matter. They have How is that not? Because they, they have, have three, they do 300 stop. wrestlers they on the roster. 300 people on the roster. Yeah. And, they, and if you look through all their entrance music, they have 90% of those people's entrance music in the fucking game. Like, do you, yeah. Did you want this game to not come out? <laughs> Listen, it... 
it, it's fine. They can do. They can do drops. Fine. Yeah, they can do drops. They can do drops with like 10, 15 wrestlers at a time. That's fine. They do it in the WWE games, and that's fine. For our first game, sixty is a perfectly acceptable Here's number. The and four we're not people in the ring another, at once, and we're not getting another game next right. year. Right? So They're not doing another game. This, so they got to drop they, the wrestlers. They, they have to keep dropping shit into this game. They need to. They need to drop the international belt into the game. Yeah. They need to keep dropping more shit into the game. They got to load this fucking game up to make it. It's not worth the sixty. I, I paid for it. Let's I think it is not. There's there's a balance to it. You can't. You, I don't. As much as I want everyone there, you don't want to rush it out because people are going to feel overwhelmed and not buy it. Is the problem? So it's definitely a balancing act. I see but, that most people haven't touched it because they feel like it's not finished and they want more before they bother with it. Yeah, so. yeah. Some people have said completely. I, I have a friend. My buddy's already that. to sell it back. My buddy is ready to sell it back, and he said there's no retail resale value. So he's like, I'm just going to hold it. He's already done with it. He's like, I'm done. There's people that had it for 45 minutes and said it, well, there wasn't enough and returned it. Right. So. And I it was, and it's, you know what, Mars? My problem is it's it's perfect for a for a like a no mercy style gameplay. But That's what they four, were trying to be. Right. But yeah, only but four people in the ring at once. Even Mars. in No Mercy, I think there were more. No, there nope. was four. Four was max. Um, but I will say, no, there might have been more. Was there was there more for like a triple threat tag team? That might have been it. Nope, though. I don't no? think they had the there triple threat six? tag team. No, they, you can only do the straight up tag team. Okay. So, but for a fighting game, sure, six, the 60 person roster is huge for a regular fighting game, but not for a wrestling game. And right, I was told, you got to have a roster. Well, they, they keep building this roster up over multiple games like they have previously. But here's the thing. If you go back and look at like No Mercy and stuff like that, there was more than 60 people in that game in the in the core roster. Plus, you could create. Uh, you yeah, had a way better creation suite than what we I had. I don't yeah. think it's fair to compare development on the N64 to modern game development. They are two very different beasts. Yeah, I mean, you uh, should, well, th- if you look at the graphics, then I say, yes, you can, because it's one thing to make it. 2k graphics where it's lifelike or the cartoon graphics that we have in this game that we are being okay with so that we could have more roster and have it be that same play style no, that's that's not how get that no i'm gonna cut you off right there that's not how that works just because it's not high res high res would just cost them way 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 more money this is still a timely process to make shit that's just the nature of game de- game development now it's not the same as it was 20 years ago they have three they should years. Give me, they what should give mean? me a Red Dead Redemption. That's a normal game universe. development cycle. That's the, I need people to understand that. That's like a normal game development for, cycle. For everything else, sure. But for, for character creation, that's like, what, one or two a month? Character yeah, they, creation? They I, they I mean, that's, that's standard for like 2K. It's like one or two a month. No, a few of those things were disappointing. The, the GM mode, no GM mode. The universe mode is really small. Um, the character creation is lousy. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I, and I'm not a complainer on video games. Cause I've like, I like some of the crappiest, but it just didn't, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the gameplay, but that's it. Oh, yeah. that's I won't it. argue about the size. I think there's some people that should have been there instead of maybe like putting in the big show. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he in there? Oh. I didn't even see him. Mm-hmm. He's unlockable. He's, he's an unlockable. You gotta, unlockable. You gotta be, okay. you gotta be, why are you complaining like about unlockables? That's like the best seconds. part of games. You get 90 no, no, I'm seconds okay to beat him. And like, okay. you can't yeah. lift him, do anything. Like the only way most people found to beat him is to take him outside and get him counted out. Oh, okay. Just go for well, the knees. You know, it, uh, it's, it, I'll give it the opportunity to breathe like a fine wine. I like where they want to go with it. I just need to see it. Like my only complaint is there. I, there should be more. I wish there was more costume stuff for the creator wrestler, but that's about it for me at this point. I, just, I, my other, my other thing is they have to be careful because if they, 
it, let's say they oversaturate the market and do all the nonsense and people aren't watching. And then you keep trying to drop stuff into the game. People aren't going to be as interested. So they have to be careful. That's a balancing act. You got to stay hot. I think that after this pack, there's probably going to be a few months off and then they'll start the next wave. So that way it gives a good development, a good time, lets things breathe. And then I think the first thing after that, they'll probably, we'll probably see added content as well. Cause I know they've already been talking about that. There's something in the, in the, the code's been mined already. And there's something about like a battle royale style type of mode. Yeah. yeah. Which the, people the are super excited their, for. Their first DLC was Matt Hardy. That's bring garbage. iron, that bring was, iron he, galaxy he, in for the battle royale mode. I want rumble first. Damn it. He was a pre-order bonus. And then the yeah. actual first DLC was FTR FTR. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. just have him though. Yeah. He, who, well, Matt Hardy? It, was, it was an alternate skin. And here's the other weird okay. thing. I don't know how to fucking pick alternate skins. Like you, you, I think it's in the, when you go to the, the options, when you pick the character and he has the. I did that. It wasn't there for Matt Hardy, and I unlocked that alternate attire that's in the thing. Unless you have to go in and then select, make that another alternate attire. It's so fucking. I don't weird. think so. It's well, so weird. And then like Malachi Black has an alternate attire. It's like this. Uh, like uh, I want to say it's like a tin color. It's really weird. I don't know. I, I was really. Uh, it's IW guy. <laughs> oh, we got away from ourselves there. At least it was wrestling related. Jay Gold. I'm hey, Marcy, Arf Arf. I'm Butters. Hey, and Jimmy I, Buffett, you want to jump in? And I, and I overslept. <laughs> I, I, I had mine like just before Marcy started, so I might have already gotten in. But if I didn't hear me, I'm Jayhawk. There you go. Cooking. <laughs> he he <laughs> lost his shaker of salt somewhere. That's And his smile, I see. Uh, no, I think, he, I think he had the whole shaker of salt. It's, uh, <laughs> I wish I had the shaker of salt. I need a freaking drink. Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I got one. I came prepared tonight. I mean, I have, I have a drink, but not one that's actually going to be suitable for my mood right now. <laughs> Are you Order, watching uh, baseball over there? Is that what's happening? I, I've actually got raw on for background right now. We've come okay. up with that's what I have. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Because I don't, because I don't have the only thing I have. is like that little 10 channel essential cable package. I don't get the guardian game. Uh, no, even though the MLB, even though MLB.tv had every game for free, they still have fucking blackout shit. So you can't let Jayhawk get going with the blackout stuff. He gets so <laughs> fired up. And we have a guest and everything. We can't let him go on for an hour uh, on the blackout stuff. Well, the fucking blackout are goddamn stupid. Here we go. I'm sorry. The jo- game's going to be national on fucking fuck. Because there's is... goddamn rain delay. Why'd you do this, game. Josh? Oh, wait. You can't fucking. You know what you did? You're advertised to get. And you can't watch on the MLB app because it's fucking blacked out. Like, fuck you. You didn't show me the game uh, Game you fucking advertised. I'm pissed. <laughs> Here's what's really cool. Yeah. Is, uh, this kind of reminds me of Jay Gold versus the mayor of Hoboken. And it's it's just in a different form. It's yeah, but cool. MLB doesn't respond to Jayhawk. And the mayor of Hoboken did. That's why I was able to fight with him for, for months and months. Jayhawk does not get an answer, even though he complains. Oh man, I complained because uh, I got that Mountain Dew and it sliced my finger open, and I probably should have had stitches. Uh, and I'm gonna get a bunch of Mountain Dew shit from them. And I told nice. them I, I want Baja Blast gear. New I IW like guide sponsors, Mountain Dew. <laughs> you shot, you shot too low. That's what you should have asked for. Right. Yeah, for them to sponsor my podcast. Yeah, that's. It was just, well, just to show you, uh, Jay Gold, that I am that asshole. I got so fed up with NFL shitty, shitty officiating. Actually, have NFL corporate office a program that could contact my phone. Oh boy, you must be a joy. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I, oh, I'm, I'm sure they, I'm sure they've got me blocked by now. Like, <laughs> oh my, 
Get, get there and say, I want to be coming in charge of officiating. Why? Because they fucking suck and come and need to tell them. We can't transfer over for that. Well, come, well then somebody's got to fucking do it. They don't like that. So, so, <laughs> so what's on, Jayhawk? <laughs> hold on, hold on. We got to do no, shout outs. We got to do our Patreon shout outs first. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first, we got to shout out our buddy Zach, uh, number one. Rubber City. Yes. Uh, and then also Christopher and then Andrew. Chris from Sparks and Bagel Monger. All yes, right. Yes. Woo! We're growing slowly but surely. You just got to give it time, people. We'll, we'll, we put out enough content where I think you would be very pleased with our Patreon. There is so much content this on there. Is, this is a chance to get in on the ground level, though. Yeah. So we blow up. That's right. And then we forget all about all of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're too cool to talk to anybody when we go to shows and everything else. <laughs> i talked to everybody at show i don't know what you're talking about oh i'm saying once we blow up and we're like and we have like 500 patrons then we we don't have to talk to anybody we could just big time everybody sunglasses oh, at the show's hoodies. just having <laughs> that much money to be able to pay for uh wrestling shows with patreon money and mm-hmm. also uh graphics uh that you know jcp's is going to get a chunk of our fucking patreon money yeah. every well, month yeah he does such a good job. He's the best. Yes. That dude is absolutely the best and a good person. And it's good to get to, it's fun to give him uh business. So the new, the new drop is so good. I'm so happy Stick. with it. It's so yeah. easy to adjust and mess around with. And it's exactly what I wanted. Stick. I love it. Anyway. Uh, what's, what's on this weekend? What's on, what's on this weekend? This weekend? All right, on the Flight Plus kind of thing, just a couple things I'm going to make mention of. You can check their schedule for the full lifting. Hood Clan Hacker Show, Friday night, July 7th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Hood Clan American Scream. IWC got there, got Threat Level Midnight. Yep, another one at 7 p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> MLW got their Never Say Never Show, Saturday at 8 o'clock. And Game Changer Wrestling with Cleanup Man 2023, 8 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, announced for that show, like Christian Richard Holiday for the GTW World Title, a six-man tag team match, Jimmy Lloyd and Wasted Youth against the FAT in 2023. That's a match. Again. Yeah. And Nick and Nick Gage against Psycho Clown. That's a match in 2023. Fuck yeah. It's going to probably not be as good as it would have been five years ago, but still, I'm pumped. So there's <laughs> ten, some... Ten years some, ago. There's some, like, <laughs> Israeli, uh, like... Uh, super fan that's doing like a big show it has yep. rvd versus psycho clown versus uh another person i can't remember who it is it's some fucking crazy match and then there's like a cruiserweight title match with like paul london ultimo dragon and somebody else i was like i gotta fucking see this show their card's insane that card was absolutely insane we yeah, have to right? put that out on our on our twitter and show people because that card is crazy yeah whatever. i have, I have that i have that somewhere here hold on if we can fucking watch that, I think we might need to do a Patreon watch along or something because that's fucking wild. That would be fun, actually. That would be a lot of fun for sure. And Sunday uh, is the JCW show, by the way, um, yeah. with with Josh Bishop, Alec Price, and I will be at that show on Sunday night, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, RVD, Psycho Clown, and Frankie Kagnerian. Yes, holy and shit! And then and then the junior heavyweight title match at Paul London, Audible Dragon, and Vikino. Oh? Yeah, Vikingo. Yeah, Ultimo like, Dragon. Come on. Yeah. Also, the fucking last student of Bruce Lee, baby. Yeah. Ultimo Dragon's got to be sixty something at this point, at least. 
I love it. I love Ultima Dragon. I can't wait to get that figure from the the Lucha uh, thing that they got. It's gonna be like twenty five bucks, and it looks okay. perfect. You've also got Sting doing a doing a special appearance. They've announced Legia Sparks, Rikishi. All, all the, the four Vladimir Kozlov uh, on that show. Yeah, the uh, Israelis are getting all the stars. Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> all right, it's September fourteenth. It looks like I don't know if they're going to do any kind of streaming for that or not at this point. But money, Mark. We got to see what's happening with that dude. Put it on a stream. <sighs> that's uh, that's just the setup for future. Uh, IWGP Pro, where uh, Josh pays for all these wrestlers <laughs> to come wrestle for us. Yes. If I, if I get a promotion, sure. I would love to do that. All right. Over on the IWTV side, uh, it's really the two big shows of the weekend are going to be, first of all, Saturday, July 8th at 7 p.m. West Coast Pro presents Cruel Summer 2023, featuring for the West Coast Pro Championship, Titus Alexander defending against Vinny Massaro. For the West Coast Pro Women's Champion, Trish, or Masha Slavovich defending against Trisha Dora, Jeff Cobb will be taking on Alpha Zoe, Brian mm-hmm. Keith will be taking on Mao, the Jet Sellers, and Starboy Charlie will be taking on Los Suavecitos and Adrian Quest. And then over on Sunday... At 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Beyond Wrestling presents Water, Water Everywhere, featuring Brad Hollister and the Brick City Boys versus Miracle Generation and Richard Holiday, Desmond Cole versus Becca, Gabriel Sky versus TJ Crawford, Ali Catch versus Notorious Mini, Matt Mikowski versus Dan Barry, and Waves and Curls versus Hispanic Mechanics versus Stetson Ranch versus the Shock Crew. That was Someone, a lot. I don't. Uh, no, Someone? why there was so much. <laughs> Someone, I kept it to two. I, I remembered the homework. That was so much for one show. Oh, my God. That was like six matches. I don't know what you said, kid, <laughs> but it touched my heart. <laughs> Congratulations, or I'm sorry to hear that, whichever one worked. Yeah, well, it t- too long, didn't read. <laughs> TLDR. Oh, my God. I was, li- I was listening. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was listening too. I didn't hear any of it, but I was listening. <laughs> uh, good job, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got my oh, collar. God. Jayhawk, your your wife's around somewhere. Did you hear no, that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you are banned you know from those now. You know I what, Josh? Put- it's fine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why it's fine, Josh. If Butter may not be gay, but he has a lot in common with gay men. They have the same amount of sex with women. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. I actually do. And I like that very much. I did not expect that punchline. It was terrific. <laughs> the only difference is gay men are cool with that and butter crying can to sleep at night. <laughs> and I use, I use the tears as lube. Oh, Lord. Right. Oh, God. Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think <laughs> are cool to ask. All right, we got season eight. We're starting off hot. We got referee Porter O'Shea in the house. How's it going, coach? It's doing great. Thanks for having me, everyone. Referee week, a month. Yeah. Have you again on the show? (laughs) In case anyone didn't know, he was on our show. We did a great episode where we reviewed a paradigm show. And unfortunately, the uh, recording got corrupt and we never, you never got a chance to hear Porter give you his insights on the business and everything else. So at least today, We'll be able to make up, make it up to him, and it'll be all about him today for a good 15, 20 seconds, and then we'll <laughs> go on to something else. 
I mean, we're <laughs> going to use the word insight loosely here. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna twist my uh, my starting questions a little bit. Okay. Do you do you remember the very first match you refed? I sure do. Um, it was the first the first one I got paid for. Oh, actually, I didn't get paid for this one, but that's that's okay. Um, it was the original sins versus members only at XVW. Uh, it was a long car trip. It was the first time being on the road. Um, car load was, I believe, members only myself, Casey Carrington, the fourth, because I can still call him that. And um, I want to say Vic Vice was in the car that day, too. Nice. So, yeah, that was a that was a good experience. Uh, you know, being in their first their first tag match on the road uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, my first match in AIW, this is definitely a, uh, a trivia question was razor sharp versus Frankie Flynn. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah go I for remember broke. that. I remember that. All right. Yeah. My whole, uh, go for broke situation was there was some miscommunication with Tom Dunn. Uh, he didn't know we were taping that day. Um, and I just got lost through the weeds. Uh, Pedro said, do we have another ref? Um, I believe it was Dom and company said, well, he's been training and Pedro's like, well, go get his stuff. So that's kind of how that, that came to be. Yeah. Cause I think I'd met you. Was it just before go for broke? Probably. I, I want to say, yeah, I met you at one of the, the secret shows you introduced yourself and then, yeah, because I think we were talking about how excited we were for you on Go on Go for Broke when we saw you um, refing. Yeah, those are that was an interesting. I mean, they put me in matches that were going to be short and and simple. Um, it was a good way to you know to kind of test the waters without having a lot of pressure. You know, if I would have screwed up, that we'd just retake, you know, retook the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have got that would have got over with the boys. I'm sure if that would have happened, but, uh, <laughs> um, no, it was, a, it was a good situation. And, uh, you know, it's something that I got to do that maybe a guy like Charles van or some of the newer, uh, refs, you know, Charles got thrown right to the fire. You know, he didn't really get the, uh, the soft launch. So, uh, shout out to, uh, Charles van for being a pro. Yeah. He had, uh, some, some fans there though on fresh meat. I, I sat actually right behind them, uh he had his own little cheering section so that's great yeah it was was good stuff yeah i had had the pleasure to talk to uh his dad i believe at north canton last year and uh just big wrestling fans and always uh you know never thought that charles would get this far and uh they're real proud of him so i'm turning this into the charles van podcast but (laughs) he gets so much that he hurt his feelings on twitter I didn't hurt his feelings. He was fine. Everybody defended him when I was just being an angry fan and calling him names for what, what happened at Gauntlet for the gold. It was fine. My goodness. I mean, I've, I've heard butters. You're becoming a bit of a bully. Is this true? Um, he bullies no, me all the time. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, the, 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 the Prince of Pittsburgh. I, uh, you know, I, I get, uh, the ring kissed when I go to Pittsburgh and, uh, I go to shows. You said you were going to do things to me that were not nice, brothers. You're a bully. You deserve those things. You deserved them. Never. <laughs> what? What's the what's the worst ring name you've ever heard? Oh God. Um. <laughs> uh, it's the same one. Members only is going to bring up uh, Jesse Jeans, legend. Uh, nice kid. Um, Jesse Jeans. 
Yes, Jesse Jeans. J so Jesse Jeans wore jeans to the ring. Yeah, he he wore all denim all the time. So, um, nice kid. I think uh, you know was brand new and throwing a bunch of gimmick ideas out, and that's what he landed on. And uh, you know, it worked. You know, I mean, hey, if you can pull off wearing a Canadian tuxedo, I guess, right? Right. I mean, it worked for Scott Hall, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, I mean some it, uh, debut attire. Unless you're six five, you know, two forty five, two fifty, and you're coming out in a you know a sleeveless denim vest, you you can wear that. If you're not, you have no business wearing all that denim. I'm gonna tell Wes you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't wear denim to the ring. He wears denim. He wears tights. I'm talking about jeans and the denim vest and all that stuff. Josh, like to I need be you to in get- the ring. Josh, be prepared for an overreaction of a response. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, well, I mean, get those responses. I'm diplomatic. How would, how would you say? How could you say that about Wes? That's fucked up, Josh. <laughs> Damn, it's real you know fucked where, up, dude. I, I'll be, I'll be there on the fifth, on the fifteenth yeah. or sixteenth. He can take it up with me then, if he wants. You know. Yeah. I don't think that comment was uh, two steps ahead. That might have been two steps behind. He can, uh, he can leave the the real muscle in Rip City uh, backstage when he comes and 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 has that discussion with us too. Yeah, yeah, he could do that. I'm I'm always up for that. Nice conversation. Nice, nice. Uh, do you, uh, Porter? Do you have a pre-show ritual? Um, it used to be setting up the ring. Now with my job, I'm not usually getting there quite as early unless it's a Saturday. Um, and even that, sometimes I'm not not available to get there as early as I'd like to. Um, and I've been kind of tasked with some other, some other, uh, duties pre-show, but, uh, as far as like right before a match, uh, I try not to bother the talent. I try to, you know, if there's a spot they need me for or a finish, or especially if there's a finish that, you know, they'll say the name. And sometimes you're like, what are you talking about? Because they have, they have, you know, they'll, they'll reference, um, wrestler from the 80s or they'll reference uh what they call the move and it's it's totally different than what you're thinking so that's usually it and then uh try to have a laugh right before i go out you know one of the things i try to do is lighten the mood a little bit and have fun out there um you know i'm not i'm not doing this to try to get signed i'm not doing this to you know delusions of grandeur this is uh this is literally I, I tease Thorne all the time. He granted a make-a-wish, and uh, <laughs> I, I just happen to be the one he granted. So, right on. Uh, I think that is everything I have to start. All right, oh, the did, podcast did, is over. Great. All right, did, I, I haven't even started yet. Uh, did uh, one one more before before you? Uh, I switched it over to Jay Gold, and he he talks for forty five minutes. Trust me, I know. Uh, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, in in your early days did you backyard wrestle um i didn't backyard wrestle but i graduated college in 2003 um i used to go to hwa a lot with with buddies um and usually that turned into us getting drunk and then getting back in the dorms and there might be footage of a hardcore match that started in the hall um flew into the showers i remember smashing someone with a shampoo bottle uh bouncing back out trying to do a hurricane Rana and getting power bombed in the middle of the floor. Um, that was entertaining. Um, it's probably part of the reason why my C six and, uh, C five vertebrae don't like me now, but those are the breaks. Right on. All right, Josh. Power so, hour. so what I, w- I wanted to start off cause you know, uh, we, d- we had you on as a, re- when we did the review, but 
I don't know if how many people have gotten to know you as well as like we have and we see at the shows, but what's, can you start, and Jayhawk's always on with us, but like, what's the mindset and, and the evolution of how you became, you know, did refereeing as opposed to wrestling or chose to be in, in this line and then kind of the evolution to what you are now, which is kind of a jack of all trades for AIW. You know, you do, you do the sponsorships, you're doing, you're helping with ring crew, you're helping backstage. What, what, and you, you know, and I, I joke with you about being a little older than some of the other talent, but where did you want to, where did you think this was going and how did, what kind of, t- like, what was the thought process going into, Hey, I'm going to go to school and do the rest, do the refing part of it. And I'm going to succeed at it. And I'm going to, you know, where did that come from? Well, it, it really, you know, I have to thank Eric Taylor for all this because uh, as much as he's a bastard now, um, he, uh, you know, turns on, you know, turns on his best friend and uh you know is now aligning himself with some sketchy people uh i still have to thank him he uh we were just talking about his his progression as he was going through the school and he's like why don't you do it he goes you do have the moves on on people at, at football practice half the time anyway he's like why don't why don't you just come in oh so you were his coach yeah i was eric taylor's coach okay and so and in, in high school yes okay okay so um i come in and uh i got through you know the first day drill and a couple of weeks and i took a bump the wrong way and uh gave myself a pretty good stinger and started sitting out a little bit then COVID hit and then jake got signed and when jake got signed uh dom pulled me aside and i you know dom's really good i think with with students of like trying to find a role for them um if it's not going to be in between the ropes as a wrestler I think he saw, you know, that that I cared about everybody, that I tried to, you know, try to bring the mood up, especially then. I was I was uh, basically a male cheerleader, and uh, he pulled me aside. He goes, you know, with Jake leaving, we need a ref. And I said, you know, I don't really care what jersey or what number my jersey is. I just want one. So that's kind of where that started. And then, you know, being older and getting into this when I did, I think Thorne's never said this, but I feel like he, it's reminds him maybe slightly of Biggins and how he got into the business, not being a wrestler, uh, just being passionate about it and, and, you know, loving the, the jocularity that happens backstage and the busting the balls and all that stuff. So I think uh, I endured myself to him early uh, <laughs> at the collective, which uh, we're not going to talk about because that's where the name Indiana Jim came into play. And the 2020 uh, collective. Yes. Okay. 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it was a great, you know, all that stuff. It just worked out. It was just, I was in the right place at the right time. And, um, I think mostly it's like, you know, we just need an adult, you know, and sometimes in rest in, you know, people that come through wrestling schools, they're not, they're not always fully in. A, it's funny because like, even like Shaw Mason, who's, you know, got, he's doing amazing things. He'll text me about, he's, he just got a teaching job. You know, just little life things that, you know, I've experienced and I can help out. So I'd like to say I'm a mentor in some ways. I don't know if I'm always the best example, but I try. Even mentors drink coke. It's okay. (laughs) So what, what now, now, now we're into 2023. You had a lot of time, you know, doing the refing in 21, 22. I saw you doing a lot more main events. A lot of talent's very comfortable with you. Where's this evolution into almost like, uh agenting back agenting backstage 
you know, work, uh, the, the business side of it, where did that come from? Why did you decide, you know, cause I don't see you in as many matches as we used to, you know, we see some of the younger reps go in. And I remember you mentioned there was a guy who was there for a little, I, I don't even know if I, if he ever has ever has come back in a while, but he came from Florida. There was a kid who was refing. Um, I don't know if Fonzie knew him. Oh, I think, the, I the think blonde you're thinking, I think you're thinking of Nick Brown from, from Pennsylvania. Um, Is that who? Yeah, he he would he was on a couple of our shows early when I was first starting off, and then um, he was on Winchester shows, and he's he's awesome. Um, he's one of the best refs I've seen on the Indies. So, so how were you willing to like step back then? Because you're you know you're doing so much more now. So where did this step back from? You know, almost like I'm done with the in ring, like the you know that kind of thing, and into because but because you're still refing like the main events, and you're doing different things. You and Tom and Jake always have that classic kind of. You know, if one of you is doing the main event, you know, you know, the main event's going to be run right. So where where did it come from where you're stepping back and doing the other stuff? I think I think that just for like, I'm still going to ref. Um, I've kind of taken a step back lately. Um, SPO, uh, Sean Patrick O'Neill, when he passed, um, it affected me. It hit me hard. And I worked uh, I worked the paradigm show where they did the Hall of Fame for him and it really kind of messed with my whole head mindset. Uh, I worked an OCW show not that long after, and I just didn't feel, just didn't feel right. So I just kind of the last couple AIW shows, I've kind of stepped back a little bit, uh, you know, keeping times, not aging matches or anything like that. That's way above my, my skill level, but um, just throwing ideas or helping, you know, the, the younger guys, especially the ones from like fresh meat, just feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, running around doing the, doing some things that are a little bit different. You know, I think there's going to come a time where I'm not going to be able to ref and I'm probably going to kick myself for taking a couple shows off. But until then, um, you know, I like kind of having the, the variety and doing some different things. Now you mentioned SPO. Do you want to, you want to talk a little bit about your relationship with him? Man. Um, you know, I, I know Jayhawk knew him well and, and, you know, everybody seems to have glowing, you know, just glowing things to say, you know, where did your relationship go with him and, and how did that come about? Our relationship was fire. That's what he would say. <laughs> um, every match, no matter how good or bad, he would he would go and find some, some good part of the match for the talent and say, man, that was fire. Never negative. Um, I've seen in situations where a promoter wasn't going to pay him his rate always handled it in stride showed, you know, showed tremendous professionalism, always kind of led by example, but just, um, just a class act and a guy that would just, you know, he would, he would always want to take the picture, you know? And I think when he passed, you saw how, how many people he affected because he always took the picture. And what I learned from, from him mostly is cherish those moments, even when it's a seven hour <laughs> taping, that's, that's, you know, not in the ideal situation, uh, take the picture, have fun with your friends and, uh, you know, cherish those memories. And that's, you know, the thing that when I first started, it'd be very easy for other referees to be like, man, this what's this old guy doing? You know, like, what what's this guy doing? He, you know, always oh, from AIW. So we have to put up with him. But that was not SPO at all. He was just always welcoming, you know, and just authentic. Never, you know, never fake. So. That's really nice. I know you. Uh, I know you wanted to uh, talk a little bit about him, and I'm glad you did. Um, and I wanted to to bring it up a little bit. And you said he, you know, he would find something good. So give us. We'll put a little bit of humor into it and say, give us that 
Give us that match that you had that was one maybe he wouldn't have said that was fire. Tell me about the worst one that you refed and what went wrong. Um, I've had a couple matches, and I'm not going to say names. but Yeah, you don't I, have to say names. I, I know yeah. that's not fun, but um, I've had a couple matches where younger wrestlers have gotten totally lost, um, blew a spot, tried to go back to the spot, blew it again, tried to go right back to it again. <laughs> And I'm just telling them, you got to go home. You got to, you got to find, you know, hit your finish, do something, roll, you know, schoolboy, do something, get out of it. And the hardest part for that is the, the, the two wrestlers are involved with it after the fact, just for pointing fingers at each other and not, not wanting to you know, accept responsibility for screwing up. We all screw up, you know, and, um, SPO actually came over and was like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Um, and kind of taught, you know, walk them through. And it was a lot of the same things that I had said to the, those guys, but I didn't have the experience at that time. So, um, again, it's just learning experience and having him as a, as a mentor along with Jake and along with, uh, Tom Dunn, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have two guys who are very seasoned. And then I've got this, this young kid, Charles Van, who, you know, some people might scoff at this, but I think if he put, if he puts the time in and he makes those connections, he could get signed. But I know you speak very highly of him a lot. So that's, that's, uh, that's good. Now, what about hear that butters? That... <laughs> <laughs> we see you in there, butters. Come on. You can... <laughs> time you try to bury the dude, butter. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, I, he's got to have some detractors. I, I'll be his number one detractor and I don't even really mean to be. So it's all good. <laughs> detractors, the young fella, you just killed him for no reason. Just um, being a hater for no reason. Just a hater. What do you mean no reason? He no cost, reason. He, he costs. He costs Sam that match. Sam could My best be friend a, Sam. Sam, Sam could <laughs> no, be a, AIW absolute champion right now. One of our favorite guests. He was our first fresh meat interview. One of our favorite guests, Big Sam. What a good dude. Um, tell me about also. So we're in the same vein. What about a time you got lost? Was there a, where where did cool. you where did you go off the rails? Like in not, and I'm not talking about now, but like. In the beginning, where did you get lost? And like, did it did it follow you home, or did you say to yourself, "Okay," or did you get scolded? Like, where did it? Where did you go wrong? Well, um, there was a time that it was an Ethan Ethan Wright versus PB Smooth match, and they had a spot, and I was in the wrong spot. And then uh, on top of it, um, I looked right at them. Uh, I think Ethan had his feet on the ropes, and I looked right at it. Oh, I think I remember and, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I made myself look really dumb that day. But <laughs> uh both those guys being pros and knowing that I was so green, um, they you know, they took care of me and you know, they let me know I screwed up, but they also you know told me like it wasn't the end of the world, just don't let it happen again, and this is what I need to do. And if you're not sure, ask. And I'm forever grateful for those two because um it made me better. You know, you're gonna screw up at some point. I'm just glad I screwed up with the, I hate to say it that way with, with two guys like that because they, they understand I cared about the team and they wanted to, you know, help me get better. But, um, you know, then it's, then once that happens, you have to kind of earn people's trust again. So, you know, worked real hard to, you know, do that. And I, you know, I feel like I've done that with both those guys. Um, I just, you know, I remember I, I did carry it. I carried it for a long time. And that's why as soon as you said that it was real easy for me to remember it. Because yeah. yeah, I was, I think I might have apologized to both of them like twenty times to the point where like Ethan's just like, dude, if you don't stop, I'm like, all right, my bad. 
He's like, stop apologizing. I'm like, my bad. He's like, stop saying that. So, <laughs> listen, humility is a good trait to have, I think, in wrestling. I think out of all uh, all the combat sports, team sports, I feel like humility in professional wrestling seems to be something that not everyone has. So when you do have it, uh, people tend to notice, and it, it seems to go a long way. Um, before I give you to Jayhawk, because he is the Hall of Fame referee, um, can you tell me the – and we went to the worst. What's the best match you've ever refed? And it doesn't have to be the one where you feel like you did the best, but what was the best moment for you where you were in between two guys and you're like, holy shit? Um, I mean, it would be very easy for me to say uh, JB, Joey Janela, and uh, Matthew Justice at the rap show last year. That was a big moment just because – and I don't know if this is true or not. This might be Jake pulling my leg, but supposedly JB requested me for that match, and that that meant a lot to me. Um, other matches that have meant a lot to me, Lavisto and um, Jocelyn. I, I feel like sometimes I'm Jocelyn's personal uh, referee, and our relationship is it's, it's hilarious because like she will she will just say what's in her head during the match, and I have so much trouble not like laughing at her. <laughs> um, I don't want to go too far into it, but she's had multiple wardrobe issues and, um, she lets me know it. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it's like, I can't, you know, she'll be like, my titties out. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I can't help you with that. <laughs> and she'll provide argue. emotional support. Obviously, <laughs> obviously let her know she can get through this and get it back in. That's, that's her job. <laughs> but even that, like she, I think she plays a little bit off of like my teaching experience because she acts like like the unruly high school senior that is just going after you. And it's just it's it's a lot of fun to be in there with her. Um and then I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't say members only against uh nine to five their debut. That was special in a lot of mo- a lot of reasons. Uh those two kids, I shouldn't even call them kids, they're they're men, but um they're real they're real special to me and I uh, I was glad I was in there for that moment. Yeah, I know how much you uh you guys get along so well, and you you're writing partners, right? When we can, um, there's been a couple periods here where you know we, it's funny like we're going to different promotions, and it's like, but we're still in the car because we're texting the whole time. So that's very cool. And and Jocelyn, I, I've sat next to Jocelyn during matches where she's watching, and yes, everything comes out, and you hear everything you want to hear. it's so good it's so good but that's you know not everybody will, will will want to find and like sit next to you know the talent as they're kind of in the corner but i just like to hear what's going on in their mind so it's definitely uh you're definitely not off on that one um i'm gonna hand you over to jayhawk and as i i'm sure before we we square up i'll, I'll think of more stuff but jayhawk i'm gonna send you send porter your way you actually hit most of what i was gonna cover jay gold I, 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 I really don't have much um Shit. <laughs> then you're fine. The danger of me going later later in the show. I understand the Rick, but it's fine. He does that a lot though, doesn't he? Yeah. What, what happened when he talks for 45 minutes at a time? That's what happens. But I do interviews for a living. This is the best I got. All right. You want me to stop? You can butters, you, you're in control. You can mic you can mute my mic if you want. Well, had the Cavs won the playoff series, you wouldn't even be in here. We'd be listen. I honestly thought that you guys were going to kick the shit out of me when I showed up at, at in Akron that day. The look on JB's face, it didn't look like it was playing around. And and I'm an older gentleman, and a guy like that would just run through me and just finish me off in like three seconds. I'd have no chance. Once just... again, I'm the most beloved New Yorker of this podcast. Absolutely. 
You turned oh, on New York, Marcy. You're in, you're in I Ohio. No, I didn't say shit. I kept my mouth shut. You t- you're you're out there. You don't even count anymore. You're out there. What's that you mean? Live in New Jersey. That's what it was. She's not paying taxes anymore. She's gone. She's out of New York. She pays taxes to Ohio. So but you what... were there. That's the point. That's way worse. <laughs> so Listen. you're not a New Yorker for life. You 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 move and then it changes. Like I don't sure. understand. If I if yeah. I if I move, I'm still from Cleveland regardless. Well, I'm from New York, regardless that I was in Jersey for 20 years and went back to New York, and I still took great pride in watching the Cavs go down in in five in that series. So I was just using your own argument against you. So it happens often, Mars. I get it. I get... <laughs> you do that to me often. All right. Well, getting back to getting back to doing an interview here. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're still here about wrestling. I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. I don't don't care if we talk about basketball. For now, probably where I'm going to go until you brought that up too, Jay Gold. Fuck. <laughs> Let's talk about the blackouts in baseball and in basketball for for uh, Jayhawk. No, he can't watch that. any games. You know, we're, we're done with we're done with that. Don't get me back on that. We're butter. We're butter. Have to edit out the first five minute comp- of me talking on the thing we talked about already. <laughs> That's what the skip uh, button is for on the podcast catcher. You just Jayhawk's talking about blackouts again. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, is there somewhere you have not worked yet, uh, the guy WWE and AEW that you want to work? Um. It's funny because, like, when I go on the road and, like, just as, like, to jump in the car, I'll go to, like, Enjoy or I'll go to Rise. Those are two places I like going to. But I know the referees there, and it's like, I don't want to I don't want to take one of their spots when that's their home team type of thing. So right. I don't even push the issue. Um, if it's one of those things where if there's a jam, like, yeah, my bag's packed. But, you know, um, it's fun. It's fun to go on the road and not always have to work and kind of just get to see other locker rooms and, and and meet new people but um enjoys one i i worked one black label pro show um i'd like to go back there for sure and i just recently worked an owa show um which i don't know where he releases the shows but um that's one i definitely want to watch back there's a match that derek has uh that was fantastic so um i'd like to go back and watch that but i'm not sure where he, where he drops all his content Hey, was there a match on a card that you were that you were working that you really wanted and didn't get that you're upset about? I'm not even upset about, but no, something uh, you were looking forward to working. I think I'm at the st- like I'm at the stage now where like if I'm not in the match, I could still I'm still watching and enjoying. Like a lot of people, they just worry about what's next. You know, they go to the next match, um, and I I do that, but then I I try to watch as much as I possibly can. Uh, one I would have liked to when Mancer came back to AIW against dom that's one i would have liked to been in there uh with with those with those two just because mance is mance is one of those guys that um you know fame or popularity hasn't changed him at all he's still just a a good brother and you know likes to have fun and you know mance is mance is awesome okay one more here you've you've i'm sure heard pod van dam talking about the wrestling sleeve lift sure i'm gonna steal I'm going to steal from them. We're going to I'm, we're going to pick one here for you. You're going to tell me if you think it's real or not. I want okay. you to pick a number between one and four hundred and sixty. Fifty-one. Fifty-one. You know we should really keep notes of what people pick. So uh, just say. I mean, I mean, this is the they're so outrageous. You definitely would remember if we've talked about it before. That's fair. Right. That's yeah. fair. And even if we do repeat it, there the odd car that somebody we have on this show had not. Heard the previous show that one on the car in any way. Uh, we can get different perspective on it. We think either way we're fine. Okay, you know what? I won't say anything about this then. Okay, number 51. Tammy Hitch had phone check with Indie Guy. Do you think that's true? 
Are they paying her or? It, it does not say. Does not specify. Um, with my limited interaction with her, yes. And I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Gotta put that money in the commissary for. Her. <laughs> she was, I mean, she was, she was part want, of that whole wrestling vixens gang. That's plausible. I mean, it, it's it's sad. You know, you you look at her story, and I'm sure you, you know everyone. Everyone in here has watched the dark side, and it's just like. How could how could someone who has the world at their fingertips with you know their childhood sweetheart just screw it screw it up so bad? But yeah, she was at Cauliflower Alley a number of years ago and she was having one of her better periods at that point. And I just loved hanging out and talking to her. It make really does make me sad to be where she's at right now. Right. Mars? All right, Mark, go ahead and take go ahead and take over. All right. So on top of uh, being a referee, you've, we've mentioned in the senior meeting, you've done some coaching as well as teaching. Who's harder to deal with, wrestlers or children? <laughs> um, children, 100%. Um, even though, you know, I used to bounce at a bar and I, I used to say drunk people and children are very similar. Um, but for the most part, you know, wrestlers, maybe it's just the, the people that AIW brings in. Uh, we don't really bring in assholes, you know, so... Um, you know, we have we have guests. They they act. You know, they're they're thankful to be there, and they they act accordingly. And we have a lot of fun. Um, the reason I got out of teaching and coaching is, I hate to say it, it's not necessarily the kids. It's the it's the adults uh, in the in the school buildings and and you know the parents up in the stands and and that type of thing. It's just it's a different it's different than when I started 17 years ago. So I made a switch. Um, I work for an independent uh, gaming company. Uh, we're developing a game that uh, is similar to Minecraft. It's similar to Roadblocks, but it's got an educational slant to it. So we're trying to teach uh, 21 life skills or soft skills in the game and um, just trying to make learning fun. Because when I taught, whether it was me jumping up on a desk to get someone's attention or talking like a cowboy for an entire lesson, um, I was always trying to you know keep their attention and make make learning fun because you know that's what it should be. It shouldn't be crisscross applesauce hands in your lap and don't talk you know so that actually segues perfectly to my next question is going to ask you about being in game development and how has that been so far for you uh, it's been pretty wild um so in our game there's like missions that need to be developed and uh i've done everything from doing a little vo- voiceover work for it um helping design some of the missions um we have in our game there's farming in the game and in this what they want to have it happen is the kids learn how to farm in the game. And then they go to these classroom greenhouses that we provide and they apply what they've learned. Um, I don't know if it's going to work out exactly the way we want it to, but so far it's been pretty good. Um, That's a cool idea. Yeah. And we're going to do that with a couple different things with like, um, like manufacturing, like teaching them how to make simple machines and then actually go make the simple machine and things like that. So something different. Um, but again, it's a startup. So there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of risk involved, but uh, I'm glad to be a big part of that team. So when are you going to put uh, the acclaimed into fight forever? Cause we have been waiting for it. So can you find out, please? We're, we're waiting for that. I mean, I don't know what you're doing over there, but it's time to get some DLC in there. You, you, you do realize that, Game development doesn't mean every <laughs> game in the world. I just had I had a very similar conversation with them before we did this interview. <laughs> yeah. They still think games are designed like they were when No Mercy came out. I had to, I had to educate them. Well, I appreciate it. So, Morris, what are you playing right now? I heard Street Fighter is a big I, yeah, I, ju- 
I just finished the their big story mode world tour, which was like I took clocked in at 50 hours, which was honestly surprising for me for like especially being a fighting game. I thought this was gonna be like a 10 hour thing. And I didn't even finish like everything. This was just finishing main story and some of the side stuff. See, that would drive me crazy because I'm the person that has to complete everything. Oh, I'm so, going to. So like the Arkham games, the the Joker riddles, I still have nightmares about those ones. So oh, those were such I I gave up. I could I I could. I just I and they tied the the ending in the last game to that too. Right. I was like, nope, just looking this up. <laughs> exactly. Look it up. Nintendo I did, Power. I did all of them with the the first and second games and then i couldn't do them after that i just didn't want to do them again they made them too complicated they're just everywhere too there's so many of them that's true the ones where you had to glide i gave up those were like the worst ones when you had to glide from this location to this location and like hit a wall and then bounce off that wall and glide doing no no those no and then lastly, to keep it in the term of video games, as peeping your Twitter, you mentioned how uh, Canyon slash Morris was always your go-to in the Aki games. Why is that? Just his moveset and Loki, like Mortis, Mortis should have been bigger than Glacier in my, my you know, Oh, of course. Mindset. Yeah, a million percent. Yeah. Um, even though uh, I know Glacier's worked AIW and he's had kind of a resurgence, you know, uh, over the last like five years or whatever. Um and I'd love for him to come back to AIW, but it, Chris Canyon as a worker and as that that Mortis character, you can't beat him. You know, just the innovative stuff that he came up with. And then, you know, it's a great example of you kind of have a hokey gimmick, maybe not exactly what you wanted, but I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to try to make it work no matter what. Almost, I felt like he was always trying to, you know, that whole who better than Canyon. I, I think he was trying to prove everybody wrong all the time. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. When you used him in No Mercy, you had you had such a big move set. You could do so many different things. It was definitely, or I mean, in uh, in WCW versus the World, it was definitely one of the better characters to choose. Right. It was either that or Perry Saturn. I would use. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Perry, Perry Saturn was good in Revenge because he just had the DVD without even having special. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which WWE game it was, but my dad would take Stevie Richard and the, the game every time I played against him. He figured out how to do the Cooper kick. That was the only move he knew how to do. Was that he WrestleMania? Every time with a just bam Cooper kick. Like hey, a remember, remember No Mercy when they were pissed at the big show, so they took him out of all the storylines that he was supposed to be in and just replaced him with Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard something about that. I didn't know that's exactly what they did. That's wild. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's Steven Richards in the main event at WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Wait, so that's not No Mercy. That's the WrestleMania game, right? No, that's it's not right. They were redoing the story because it's they were obviously writing it as WrestleMania 2000 was happening. So they usually use like the past year storylines in some, in some of the games. And yeah, it was one of those deals. Outstanding. Hey, those are my questions. <laughs> Voicemails. Everybody's <laughs> taking it easy on me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I like you. I don't want to be Jay Gold, but Rutherford like you. No, I'm, I don't want to be mean to, to coach. He's, he's, he's got so much going on. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to be mean to the nice guy. I'm trying, but it's hard. I'll leave that to Stan. I hope. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. All right. Uh, first up, as always, is the other JB. Hey there, Indie Wrestling Guide. It's the other JB here. Alrighty, so you've got Porter O'Shea in the studio today. Uh, this is more of a generalized question for the panel, but um, what do we all think is, or what is our favorite, um, 
weird category. What is our favorite uh, film role of one Kevin Nash? I feel like he gets um, glossed over in the pantheon of wrestlers who have appeared in film and television. Um, I would say my favorite is uh, the Magic Mike franchise as Tarzan, um, because I think that one out of everyone, every other role that he's had, um, that's a role that remembers that um, he is big sexy, so that's what my favorite is. So I'm wondering what the panel says. All right, thank you. Well, this is an easy one for me. Uh, the Secret of the Ooze, Ninja Turtles Part <laughs> 2, Super Shredder. That's my answer as well. That was a, I mean, just the level of skill that he showed knocking down those pillars <laughs> and uh, looking menacing. I mean, you can't, you can't top that. No, it's it's either the Russian in the Punisher with yeah, uh, Thomas that's, Jane, or that's my favorite. Yeah, or the Russian at the front door in John Wick, where he, where John huh? Wick rolls up on him. The he plays a very good Russian. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, here's the thing: him playing the Russian in the Punisher. We have to remember that Thomas Jane actually stabbed him in the shoulder with a real knife during right. that fight, and he continued yes. fighting. He did not stop. That fight continued with a knife in his shoulder. <laughs> so I think that makes it uh, his greatest uh, film accomplishment uh, for being a badass and taking a knife in the shoulder in the middle of a fight with the Punisher. Oh, yeah. but had, he go. got, had he got stabbed in the quad, it might have been a different story. This is true. This is anywhere true. from the waist down. He's vulnerable like Achilles, except the entire lower body. Marcy, <laughs> I'm not touching I, that. I'm going to go with the one that's on brand for me. And honestly, his calling to play and that's Bass Armstrong in the Dead or Alive movie. He's oh. just another pro. He gets to be the pro wrestler in the a fighting game movie. Like he was made for it. That makes that sense. was the volleyball game, the movie where they come in the, and he goes to the island. Is <laughs> the that volleyball? <laughs> right? No, that's the spinoff. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'll it's give not an honorable it's mention. Not the, it's, it's not the game, the volleyball game with the big titty ladies. It's the right. fighting game with the big titty ladies. <laughs> I'll give it, I'll give an honorable mention to a growing at the Adam Candler version of Longest Yard too. I thought he I thought he was funny in that. But. Oh yeah, as the racist prison guard, and then they put yeah. this the, then he then he uh, they give him the estrogen. Yeah, he gets all emotional. Yeah. Wait, this has that movie has force femming in it? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't no one tell me this? You've never you seen see it? it? Oh no! Well, I was on. like a dumb child. I don't remember that part. Yeah. Yeah, he like talks about how his his nipples are sensitive, and he cries. It's good stuff. Yeah, him and Steve Austin go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And great Race, Ra- racist Steve Austin in that movie. Yeah, racist yeah. Steve Austin. Um, up next, uh, your buddy Malcolm Cambridge. Oh, this dumb dick. <laughs> um, hello. This is uh Malcolm Cambridge, one half of the greatest tag team in the history of humanity, uh, members only. And today I uh, our guest is Porter O'Shea, if I'm not mistaken if I didn't read the Twitter prompt incorrectly. Uh, and and uh, I know he's probably going like, oh, no, Malcolm's calling. He's going to ask me some dumb shit. And No, I'm not. Uh, Coach, what I want you to do is uh, to explain to the public uh, the term dumb dick. What is a dumb dick? How do you become a dumb dick? And then my final question, who is the biggest dumb dick in the AIW locker room? And why is it Sean Mason? <laughs> wow. Love you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why oh, he's my God. son. Um, 
Yeah. So it's funny. Um, dumb deck was actually something I would yell during uh, outbursts while I was coaching. Like, what did you just do, you dumb dick? And the first time I did it, like, instead of like being insulted, all the kids started laughing. They're like, who says that? So it's just kind of one of those things that's always stuck. And I said it one day at, at wrestling practice and it did the same thing. So um, I don't know. It's it, it can be an insult. It can be a term of endearment. Um, but in the case that uh, that MC is bringing up, uh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with with Shaw Mason as as talented as he is as a wrestler. Um, sometimes he lacks in a little bit of common sense or just awareness, but that's why we love him. So um, sometimes we forget these guys are, are still young and don't have life, the life experiences that we do. And uh, he's, he's doing some great things. He's uh, just recently bought a car and the best, this is a great example of it. He bought a car. He sends us like four different pictures and then he asks for advice. We all give him advice. And then he picks the one that nobody picked. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, thanks. But I think it was uh, a kid car that broke down on the way to paradigm and led for rogue to drive to Cleveland to pick up everybody. Right. I still, I still owe an apology to Dom. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that out there right now. Dom, I'm sorry. I didn't go on that paradigm trip. All right. And, uh, we have our friend of the show, Derek Dillinger up next. Hey, this is Derek Dillinger. Avid listener, big fan fan. Avid question for Coach Porter O'Shea. Porter O'Shea, why is Teddy Osmond your favorite Cavaliers basketball player? Thank you. Bye. Who? Why is Chetty Osmond your favorite Cavalier basketball player? Well, he's no longer a Cavalier basketball player, Derek. I, I would think you would know that. But. No, I'm very happy that Chetty is is gone. Um, Why was I, he your favorite player? He wasn't. I, I hate the <laughs> joke. I, I hated him. I, I said if, if the purge was real, I would have showed up on his doorstep on purge day. Like, I, I just, I don't like the guy. So, um, no, the reason I didn't like him is he comes in the game and just chucks threes and he doesn't care if it goes in or not. He just shoots it. So he's like every other player in the NBA, pretty much. Right. Nobody uh, knows how to play with their back to the basket anymore. Well, his problem is he doesn't make them. And then someone's going to say, well, he's the third leading, you know, three point shooter in Cavs history. Look at our history. <laughs> you had Mark. Price. Yeah, you, you got Mark. Yeah. Mark Price, LeBron and everybody else. Pretty much. Enough about Mark that Price. fake sport of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's a work. <laughs> Uh, and our final caller, he returns uh, the one, the only, it's Purple Belt time. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, Stan from Burlington. Hi, it's me, Stan from Burlington. I don't know if you remember me. I'm sorry I didn't call last week. Lord knows you could have used a little booster in a review show. <laughs> But I was too busy prepping for the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view. I called Burlington's only omakase restaurant, Moko, operated by our town's only Japanese restaurant resident, Shoei Baba, and I ordered a spread for my friends. But I had a few too many sake bobs. <laughs> yeah. And I woke up 16 minutes into Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. I did. <laughs> the rest of the night is sort of a blur. It's funny because that whole card was held in Canada. And a week later, WWE did a pay-per-view in the UK during the long July 4th weekend. I mean, how out of touch can you be? 
It's like this show was directly a dig at Jay Gold. They put over the German, Gunther, over again. I guess Vince McMahon joins Charles Lindbergh and former British, former British King Edward VIII as those who hoped the Germans would have won World War II. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. That thinking doesn't fly in Burlington, I'll tell you that. No. Speaking of Jay Gold, I noticed he wasn't on the podcast last week. That's sad. I hope the ratings didn't take too much of a hit. You hate to lose the fanny pack wearing, masturbating to old videos of Ryan Shamrock demographic. <laughs> they keep this show afloat. <laughs> right, Chris from Sparks? <laughs> Speaking of carrying the show, I see you have AIW referee Porter O'Shea on this week. So, um, Marcy, what happened to Jake Clemens and Tom Dunn? <laughs> well, regardless, Porter O'Shea, I've watched AIW shows on fight. Porter O'Shea looks like a mid-2010s Triple H that spent too much time at some local Raising Cane's franchise openings. <laughs> Porter O'Shea sounds like the first guy to die during the Irish potato famine. For the answer to a trivia question, most likely to be arrested for planting a pipe bomb in a town square during the period of the Troubles. <laughs> what the fuck? The truth is, I didn't watch WWE's Money in the Bank. Because I was too busy participating in Burlington's July 4th celebration. I was. They bring local artists together to depict patriotic scenes from our country's history. Well, after a four-pack of watermelon high noons, I got down to painting. And I thought it was time to give two of our country's most beloved citizens, Malcolm Cambridge and Dom Greeny, a little rub. I used my art skills that I took from my community college classes to recreate some famous paintings of our nation's founding. Let me give you some details. Emanuel Gottlieb's Washington Crossing the Delaware? I copied it, but with Malcolm Cambridge in the lead as the father of our country. John Trumbull's The Death of General Mercer at the Battle of Princeton? That's Dom Greeny serving as a martyr for our emerging democracy. And finally, William Trago's The March to Valley Forge? Well, Dom and Malcolm feature heavily in the sketches of the surviving soldiers, reflecting their resilience as phenomenal Americans. Oh, you know what? I feel like I've gone a little bit long. I guess you may need to edit this out for plugs this week. <laughs> Just kidding. Porter O'Shea has about as significant a social media crowd as I do. And that's even after he shows more pictures of his new Nissan Pathfinder. But I think he needs to lighten the mood a bit. So let's play a game. What doesn't belong and why? Yeah. The fun segment where I give you three things and you tell me what doesn't belong and why. Charlie, be sure to pause. And give everyone a chance to guess, okay? All right. Here we go. What doesn't belong and why? A, ask guest Derek Hillinger. B, Porter O'Shea. C, Jay Gold. What doesn't belong and why? What doesn't belong and why? <laughs> uh, uh, Jay Gold, people like Derek and Porter? I'd like to think that would be the answer, yes. 
Yeah, that sounds right. All right, let's find out. Hi. Oh no! Whoops. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> that's, that's not live. I wish it was live. But it's not. I have questions for that man. It's... Clearly, the answer is A. Ask us, Derek Dillinger, because while all three are despicable egomaniacs who repeatedly go on podcasts to pump their own self-inflated values of their worth, speaking of inflated, have you seen these guys' bloated faces in pictures? The answer is clearly A, Derek Dillinger, because he's the only one in this group to spend a few days each week understanding that carbs are not your friends. Okay, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> what a fucking dick! Why wow. was my why was my name even mentioned in that? I don't. <laughs> I, don't know. I thought he was going to ask me something, and then he didn't. <laughs> he went hard after Porter, though. I know that. <laughs> All I got to say is, after that, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> I am. I'm going to go back to six days a week or six days a week in the gym. I'm declaring for gauntlet. I'm gonna shut this guy up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, any any, any a... carb that you cut, you can give them to me. But I I pretty much love. I pretty much have to have carb. I live on carb. Stan came firing today. I will say uh... this though: I would vote for Malcolm Cambridge if 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 he was the leader of our country. That is correct. We would too. <laughs> Marcy, I need you to get a picture of Malcolm and put it on that George Washington painting. That that needs to happen. Why do why why do you think I have the skills to do that? Uh, because I because I've seen uh, some of your X over uh, skills. No, the person that you need for this is Derek because Derek is a master at Photoshop. I'll have to I'll have to reach out to him and see if some he of can our do that. some of our new students know that or some of our <laughs> some of our new de- debutees know know that. That is great. Uh, oh, that's a good question. So you get you get to see the school and everything, kind of see what's going on behind the scenes. Is there anybody that you're excited to see debut from the new class? Uh, um, see, this is the, the the tough part about that question. I'm going to say two guys. I'm going to say two people, and then other people are going to feel left out. Oh, okay, yeah, um, you don't want to do that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say him anyway. Uh, Shelby Wilder. Yes. Um, yeah. Love love I, I am super. I'm super excited for him. Um, just because he's he's a brother like he has so much like him in the car or him on trips has been i've only done a couple with him but uh he's just a he's a fun person to be around and then he's gonna wow you with some of the stuff he can do Mm -hmm. um and then uh zay garcia Mm -hmm. um he's another one that i look at and he's just you know like you talk to him backstage or you talk to him at practice and he's just very chill and relaxed but then I've seen him at 880 and, and some other shows and he hits that curtain and, you know, they play, you know, um, X going to give it to you. And it's just like, look out, dude, this guy's, he comes in, he hits hard and um, he's liked by everybody in the, in the Academy. And, uh, you know, I don't want to hype him too much because I don't want to, I don't want to give him the, the Rocky Maya via treatment, but um, I think he could be a really big part of AIW. Right on. Yeah, Shelby, uh, I, I met both. Shelby is definitely one that uh, I got to sit around uh, after he was uh, hurt and sat with him at, eight, or, uh, at Enjoy and talked with him like all night long. So I, I really liked uh, I really like him. Yeah, he's a good he's definitely it's fun to be around. We've seen some of his off the books work, you know, 
And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's good stuff. Non-canon really stuff. Yeah. Non-canon. Yeah. The non-canon. So. Which is, you know, is another really cool thing that's happening for these kids. Like before, before members only, um, a lot of students would have to wait for that big debut and not get any time at smaller shows or, or different shows. And um, now there's kind of a model where they can go out and get extra work and extra time. And I think it's just going to make them better, uh, at, you know, when they debut. And again, this isn't me uh, just putting over Derek all the time, but he does a great job of inviting kids into the car, telling them to go, uh, trying to help them get booked, you know, showing them how to act at shows and things like that. Cause I think sometimes the etiquette side of wrestling is kind of strange at times, you know, and if you're from the outside world, you know, you don't understand, you don't know what you don't know. And he does a good job of uh, explaining how to carry yourself. So it's an odd business. Every time you, t- every time we have someone on and we find out a little bit more, it is a, it is a very strange world and people who aren't involved in it don't seem to have the same grasp as to, you know, what goes on in that world. So we appreciate when you come in and like pull it back a little bit and show us a little bit more. So very cool. Anybody well, else have anything before we wrap it up? Nope. Nope. I think we, I'm good covered. Yeah. So, so absolution, I'm going to see all of you. Correct. That is correct. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Not Marky. She's going to be camping, but uh, the rest of us should be there. Yeah, that's that's okay. Marcy always makes. I've seen Marcy Marcy at so many shows. You're allowed to take one off. Marcy's had so many shows. Pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah, so many shows. Actually, when when Butters is not there or or me or Jayhawk, Marcy's at almost every show. I think. Yep. There's always one of us. Always one of us floating at an AIW show. At least one of us. Um, and uh, we're we're expanding out to other locations. So. And we will uh, we will talk to you uh, on the business side of things for Absolution in the next week or so. So that'll be fun. Well, as long as it's not putting you over, I will do anything <laughs> in my power to, uh, to to help the podcast. I don't need to be put over. I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good in my little spot in the world. Oh, thank fun. God he didn't say he was over. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't use that language when I'm when I if, it, if that's that's a business side of things. You guys do your own thing. I am not in that world. You know, I don't ever use the word over with anybody. Not even my own wife. I have no idea what Josh is coming up with for this, so I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride for uh, nothing. Abso. Yeah, well, I hope, yeah. I hope he's getting paid to get choked out by Dom since he's already <laughs> been pushed by Dom once. <laughs> I've been. I was assaulted. As a matter of fact, it's not pushed. I was I actually mean, assaulted. Maybe we could you do instigated like, it, okay? Don't don't try to play the victim here. You instigated. Maybe we you could know do it. some type of uh, you know like intermission type uh, interview promotion thing and then dom can just choke him out real quick uh on camera i have been choked out before and i do not wish to have that happen again in case anybody is wondering <laughs> i have also been choked out 10 out of 10 with recommend <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> oh go ahead porter and go ahead and plug absolution anything else yeah. you feel you need to plug hit it um again we're super excited for absolution you know our biggest show of the year we have um the problem and the broski and it seems like the problem has neutralized some of the family, but when you put Fonzie in the mix, it changes everything. So I'm I'm real excited for that one. Um, and then also, like I said, Eric Taylor, you know, I, I can't I can't agree with what he's doing, but uh, I I have a feeling you know he's being aligned with Duke is only going to put him in a position to have a very big match. So excited to see what all plays out. Listen, PME and the neck braces is one of the funniest and best visuals you could possibly have. It's it's amazing. 
Those two really, they just. Uh, they, I love Philly. He, yeah, he cracks me up best. so much. Yep. With his you know, unlit cigarette. What's What's amazing about Philly and Marino is they're they're as good a wrestlers as, as anybody you're going to see on TV or not, and they've they've they really leaned into a different side of them that uh, is wildly entertaining. So more more PME for sure. It yeah. is, and since we've interviewed them, uh, they've like they've just become some of my favorite people to talk to at the show after the show, especially Philly. Philly uh, is just hilarious all the time. Uh, he, he cracks me up. His sense of humor is uh, spot on. What uh, I enjoy. Uh, so, right. aside from that, I'll be at uh, OCW this weekend. Um, they're having a big Heritage uh, Championship uh, tournament so i'm excited to see how that goes uh ocw is kind of my home away from home um, where's that by the way uh they work mostly out of the akron area um they're in Uniontown, which is relatively close to akron um outdoor shows which are, are really interesting uh it's at um melanie spring park i believe is the name of it and it's outdoors but then there's a giant lake and there's people swimming and it just reminds me of like a friday the 13th uh, it's like a time warp back to the eighties. So it's Wasn't uh, the heritage champion, Derek Dillinger. Did they strip him? I haven't been following closely. I just, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for Derek, he lost that title. Oh, okay. Um, Chuck, I, I, I like the design of the belt. That's, that's why I was, it's asking. a very cool belt. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yep. That's you pretty wanna, much You want to plug your Twitter handle? Uh, it's a pretty easy one to remember. It's just Porter O'Shea. I think that's all my socials. Um, again, um, I think, I think the only one that might be different is my PlayStation one, but if people want to really find that one, they could, uh, they could go ahead and scroll Twitter and I'm sure they'll find me. I'll find it that way. I can torment you and say, when are you going to get the downloadable content for a fight forever? So be all over you about it. Hey, Malcolm, you remember when you asked about who the biggest dumb dick is? Oh shit. Well, we appreciate you coming on and, and starting off referee month right for us the, the absolute right way. So thank you. And I and we'll see you in, in less than two weeks now. So you can feel free to give me a chop if you want, but uh I don't I don't wish to be choked out. <laughs> you please, shouldn't you please. shouldn't have asked for that. Please get it on camera for me, please. I'm you begging can. someone to need the Patreon content. Try. That's part of the sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Plugs. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, OnlyFans, and now Blue Sky at eGirlFenboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Listen to my other podcast, X-Over. Me and Charlie just recorded an episode for Street Fighter the movie, putting an end to Street Fighter month. Uh, should be out, if not by the end of this week, early next week. And then I'm going to plug this early because we got a pretty big get for a guest. Uh, next week, live on Wednesday, time to be determined, we'll be reviewing a few episodes of Power Rangers Time Force with Mikey Montgomery. So be sure to check that out when we stream it and the episode when it downloads. And then last of all, he's going to plug it. I have the GoFundMe running for my laser treatments. Uh, it has been the source of great pain for me. I want to get rid of all this fucking hair. I hate it. But I'm one broke bitch, so I could use all the help you can get. I have it pinned on the top of my Twitter. Even if you can just share it, it helps me out so much. Everyone's been so helpful. I like I appreciate it so much. I always want to point that out. But yeah, that's everywhere you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Ref Jayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. And I've got nothing going on wrestling booking wide for a few weeks. So the socials are the best bet are the best spot. 
Uh, IW Guide uh, Patreon is what I'm going to promote this week uh, since there's nothing going on with uh, If You Catch My Grift. So patreon.com slash IW Guide. We have all kinds of exclusive content. The uh, the interview with Chris Landis will be going up uh, as a Patreon preview uh, next week for everybody. So if you want to see what kind of content we're working with, uh, that'll be available next week. Um, want to give everybody a chance that's in the Patreon already to listen to it before we put it out there for free for everybody. So, and you can find me on Twitter at Jiggle Twelve and on Instagram at Jiggle Twelve. I don't have anything on Blue Sky. I have no idea how to get there. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle IWGuide One. Do not go to IWGuide. That is not us. The YouTube page that Marcy has worked very hard on. Check that out. And our new Patreon, Patreon.com backslash iw guide don't forget our merch store over at Brainbuster tees the stand line the uh new um shirts sweatshirts and all that stuff for stan and our um collab we've done with ziggy heim um that's going to be on her Brainbuster tees i believe her Brainbuster tees site um it's pretty rad that was uh from the mind of uh, ziggy and charlie butters and uh jcp designs which is awesome uh, listen to our podcast friends at Odds with Wrestling, the super fantastic podcast. The card is going to change. Wrestling Cheers, X over. If you catch my grift and Hi, a bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Make sure you check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brands, Set Tab Photo, and newly Michelle Carter, Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, and Smoke and Chase Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got for this week. Quote, as the great Frank Drebin once said, like a midget at a urinal, I was going to have to stay on my toes. <laughs> yeah. Uh watch some independent wrestling uh and listen to all our other stuff. Go listen to that review. That review did horribly. Uh and I it was a good episode, even though Josh wasn't on there. That's why it was a good episode. Uh yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Later. Hi everybody. Later, dweebs.
Everything destined, the piggy dissection connection. Put next in, gripping the flick tension. Upper rope, elbow to plexus. No mid smoke, upper smoke, only the lower making exception. Brooklyn, a Lord bless us. Snipers at the nexus. Lipers, come and check us be next. They don't got the game in their fair. Thoughts and prayers, shut the fuck up, put your hands in the air. Run the jewels. 